You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God. As you see down your Bible at Genesis chapter 1. That's right after the book of Index. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1. In the beginning. Everybody say, in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, underline that. Everybody say, God said. Let there be light and There was light. Now you do a Hebrew study, and I'm not by any means a Hebrew person. I don't speak Hebrew, but I do study and I can read a dictionary. But Hebrew scholars will tell you that that let there be light and there was light is written in that way uh, that apparently it translates better to say it in English. But the way it's written in the original Hebrew is God said light be. God wasn't having a discussion. Let there be. You know, do you think we should have light? Uh, Can we have permission? Is it okay if we let light happen? That's kind of the impression you get from let. Let is a, a permission thing. No, when God spoke, it was with authority. Light be. God addresses what he wants and he commands it to be. That's how it's written in the original. Light be. Light was. In other words, the fact that God has spoken, it's considered done and it manifested. Amen. Everybody say, light be. And well, light was. Hallelujah. Now notice, as the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, the Spirit of God was present. Now you'll discover as you study out the Word of God that God manifests, His three people that manifest as one God. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. And remember Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus. There's God the Father anointed Jesus the Son with the Holy Spirit, who is God. And then with power, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power, And he went about doing good and healing all that was sick and oppressed that ever fall. God was with him. Now, the reason I'm saying this is that whenever you see the Holy Spirit present, you're going to see the power of God manifested. It's the working power of God. When we talk about the anointing, it's the presence of the person of the Holy Spirit. That anointing that removes burdens, destroys yokes. Whenever you see action happening, it's the power of the Holy Spirit in action. Notice that while the Holy Spirit was present, universe creative power was there, and yet nothing was happening. Spirit of God was hovering. Then God spoke. And the moment he spoke, it happened. What he said happened. God said, light be. What happened? Light was. Verse 4, God saw the light, that it was good, 
God divided, divided the light from the darkness. Come down to verse 6. Then God said, underline that, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament. What does thus mean? Therefore, this is how it happened. So if you say God made the firmament, how did he make it? Thus, what was thus? It's what just happened. In other words, something was revealed, that's how he made. How did God make? With his hands? Did he get stuff together and mix it up? Thus means this is how it happened. And what did we find revealed? God said. Look at verse 9. Then God said, underline that, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. Let the dry land appear. And it was so. The result of him speaking. Look at verse 11. Then God said, underline that, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that heals seed and the fruit tree that heals fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And what happened? It was so. Look at verse 14. Then God said, underline that, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens and give light to the earth. And what happened? It was so. This is the moment that time was created. Time is a created entity. Hallelujah. That's a whole nother message. Now to verse 20. Then God said, what are you going to do? Underline that. Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created. How did God create? God said. Look at verse 24. Then God said, underline that. Let the earth bring forth a living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And then verse 26, what happened? Let me hear it. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them and God, God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, underline it, See, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. For you it shall be for food. In brackets, put their provision. Hallelujah. Now, family of God, you understand that God, as a word God, would 
say certain things in a certain way and inspire writers to write in a certain way. Now, if you were going to write a long, you know, discourse and a lot of, you know, these things will be read in services and we'd have to go through scriptures and whatever, uh, it would seem far more efficient to say, in the beginning, God created. And then God said, you know, let there be a firm in the midst and let the waters of the heavens and let the earth bring forth grass and let there be lights and let the waters abound and let the earth bring forth living creatures and let's make a man in our image. And so it was. That would have been just like five verses. But he didn't do that. He inspired it to be written this way. Look at it. God said, God said, God said, God said, God said, God said, God said. By the time he gets to man, that's seven already. God said. Do you think God's trying to get a point across? Every time God does something, he said. Not once do you see uh, him physically actually doing something. It is a spoken word, and in that spoken word, these things manifest. And in that same spoken word, he says, let us make man in our image. Notice when he said light be, what happened? When he said flower be, what happened? When he said cow be, what happened? He says man in our image, be. What does in the image of God mean? In the image means you created in the same way. You will never be God because he's the creator and he will always be the creator. We are not the ones that create. We have nothing to create with. He creates from within. But he's given us authority to live the same way he does. And if you look at God right up to that point, everything, if it's God creating in our image, God's revealing who he is up to the point where he says, in our image be. The only impression we have of God at that point is that he is spirit and he speaks and things happen. And you created in the same image. You created with the same authority. And that's established when he said the moment he creates man in his image. Man didn't hear those words because that's the word that brought him forth. But the very next words man, God speaks, man does hear and God blessed them. And what did he do? He spoke again. Up to this point, everything he said happened. Thus, so it was and it became Now he blesses the man and says, now you have authority, you have dominion, you go and multiply, you go and replenish this earth. Literally take, you see the garden of Eden that's around you? You take it and propagate it through the earth. How are you going to do that? The same way he just did it. He's given you that same authority. So if he spoke light, be light was, he spoke the tree, cow, lights, his sun, moon, whatever it is, and then you as a man included, manifesting the moment God speaks, then that very blessing that he spoke, it's not like, I hope this works for you. No, the fact that he said it, it's working. This blessing is an empowerment 
spoken by God himself. Say that, I am blessed. That blessing has empowered me to function in this earth the way God has destined me to. That good news? Notice the way God created was by words. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. By faith. We heard this morning how important faith is from Pastor Gary. Faith is the substance, the very life force, the very manifestation, the evidence. It's the knowledge that when you speak, you know something's going to happen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And by that knowledge, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, by hearing the very Word that God speaks. By that same faith, we understand the worlds were framed, how? By the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, you may have heard the statement, uh, the, the Latin phrase, ex nihilo, which means God created out of nothing. And that's not accurate. That's not what that verse is saying. It doesn't say God created out of things that are nothing. It says the things that we don't see, the things which are seen, physical things on the earth, were made with things which are not visible. Are you with me? It's not that they didn't exist. Even the very essence of creation is light. Uh, science has spent billions figuring that out. And they basically come to the conclusion that light is the foundation of all the laws and all the existence. Everything comes back to the law of light. Uh, I could have spent, you know, maybe one, two hundred, three hundred rand and go buy a Bible and figured it out. With one reading, within three verses, they will find out that's exactly how creation began. Hallelujah. Light is the very foundation. It's the, it's the, it's the force that God uses. Now, the Word of God tells us that God is light. He is light. So when he said light be, he could have said it this way, me be. But what is he doing? He's taking a unique form of his substance from within his spirit and he brings it out into a natural manifestation. And the way he does that is by speaking. He says light. Now that's something that already exists. Didn't make light. It already existed. But now I want you manifested in a natural form. And that becomes the framework Whenever you do a painting or something, you need to put it on a canvas. Light is that canvas. And on that canvas, he then begins to paint all the planets and the animals and the fish and the plants and everything like that. And notice the Bible says when, you, when he did that, he framed it with the Word of God. When you're done with a picture, what do you do? You put it in a frame. So God creates with his Word. He paints with his Word and he frames it with his Word. Hallelujah. Notice it all comes back to the Word of God. So God took everything that exists, already existed in the realm of the Spirit, and He brought it forth by the spoken Word. Say that. Everything that exists, already existed, and was brought forth 
by the spoken word of God. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Notice, Hebrews is telling us that God created the worlds. We find out now later in Hebrews 11 that he framed it by his word. But how did he do that? He did it through somebody. Who's he talking about here? Jesus. Through Jesus, he made the worlds. So the Father spoke. The Holy Spirit power was hovering. And then this word that he spoke, went forth. And the Bible says, through whom he made the world. Say this, the worlds were made through Jesus. Verse three, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Now listen to this. And upholding all things how? By the word of his power. When he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he, as he by inheritance has obtained a more excellent name than they. Now notice the point I want you to see here, verse 3. Jesus, the brightness of his glory, the express image of the Father, upholds all things by... Upholds all things by the, notice it doesn't say he upholds all things by the power of his word. It says he upholds all things by the word of his power. Not the power of his word. It's not like God has power and then puts it out in words. No, his very word is his power. The Word is what makes it happen. The Word of His power is what literally controls and drives everything. When God spoke light, light went into existence. Until God changes His Word, light will continue for eternity. When God speaks it and releases it, there's a perpetual motion put into action. And what upholds that is the fact that he has spoken it. That word stands forever until he changes it to something else. That's why when he said tree be and then commanded it to bring forth after its own kind, this very speaker here consists of wood. You can trace that wood back to a tree. And that tree came out of a seed. And that seed you can trace to another tree. And that tree produced a seed. Came out of a seed. That seed that produced that tree you can trace back to another tree. Which came out of a seed. And you can keep tracing that seed to a tree. From a seed to a tree. From a seed to a tree. Back in history. Right back to the very first tree that ever existed, that God said, tree be, and it manifested. 
That, that speaker there, that wood in that speaker came out of God's word spoken, but he didn't have to keep saying, now another tree B, another tree B, another tree B, and then speaker B. The fact that he said tree B, you already had that speaker in mind. And it was propagated centuries ago to manifest. So once God speaks, that is upheld. The very word that God has spoken is what keeps everything working and in existence. Look at the planets. I mean, how long have they been out there? And they keep orbiting around each other. Now you think, I mean, even God told Abraham, count the stars if you're able, and so shall your descendants be. We're talking about billions upon billions. You think of every, uh, the whole universe consists of all these different galaxies. And in the galaxies, you have solar systems. In the solar system, you have a center point and there's planets revolving around that. You're talking about a whole bunch of planets. Just think of our solar system, all the planets we have, and then solar systems revolving around each other, makes a galaxy and galaxies revolving around each other. And all of this is moving at ridiculous speeds and not one bumps into another. Perfectly orbiting, perfectly controlled. And we and the earth are uniquely and strategically placed perfectly from the sun, the right distance, a little closer, a little further, we wouldn't exist. But everything is upheld by the fact that God has spoken. The very life force of all of that, all the energy that's been used, all the physical dynamics of it, all the physical laws, everything was upheld because God has spoken it. Hallelujah. Can you give him praise? What an awesome, mighty power God is. Notice, he upholds it by the word of his power. You wouldn't know God's power until it was released in words. See, Psalm 107 verse 20, the word tells us God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Notice it could have just said God healed them. But he said he sent his word and healed. What healed them? The word. And delivered them from their destructions. I love that that was written that way. Deliver them from their destructions. How you know sometimes things happen, it's not your fault, and you say, God, please help me. He says, yeah, no, it wasn't your fault, let me help you. But sometimes the devil tries to put it on you. You, 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 have you heard this? You make your bed, you sleep in it. Well, God just destroys that bed if it's if something you shouldn't be in. Amen. It doesn't matter if you made it. Yeah, sometimes we do make mistakes. We, we cause our own destruction. But God, out of His mercy, says you do not have to live in that place. No matter what has happened, whether you caused it or not, the Bible tells us that God will deliver you even from your destruction. Certainly no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. If God's for you, who can be against you? That God's already covered. But even if you are your problem, He says He'll still deliver you. Now stop being the problem. Amen. But here's the point I'm making. How did He do that? He sent His word to do that. 
Say that God sent his word to heal me and to deliver me. Look at Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It will accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Notice God talks in terminology. He doesn't say the word I spoke. He says the word I sent. Well, how does he send his word? By speaking. But you notice he's not just saying it so that you can hear it. He is sending it. When he speaks, it's not just so you can hear when he speaks, he is propelling it. It is being sent out of him. He's not just making sound. He is sending something out. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. When God speaks, what he wants to happen is embedded in that word. And he sends it out and he says, the fact that I've spoken it, it will do what I said it to do. It will accomplish it. It will succeed. It will prosper for the reason I sent it. So if he sent his word to heal, what's that word's responsibility? To heal. That's why he sent it. So if it hasn't healed, it hasn't done what he said. No, God's integrity of his word, the fact that he said, I have sent it for a purpose. Now notice, he sent word. He sent his word. He sent his word. Say that, God sent his word. Look at John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, was the Word. The Word was with God. Oh, so words aren't just sounds. In fact, the Word was God. He. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. He who. The Word was in the beginning with God who? The Father. And all things were made through him. Isn't that what Hebrews said? All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made. God said, it was. God said, and so. God said, thus he made. But it wasn't done without the word. And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now, who are we talking about here? Verse 14. And that word became 
flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who's that? That's Jesus. Family, Jesus is the very word of God manifested as flesh. Now, hold on to your seat. God said it was. What does Hebrews say about Jesus, through whom all things were made? He is the image of the Father. God said, light be. Light was. God said, planets be. God said, grass be. Cow be. Man in our image be. Word manifested as flesh. You got to get this. When the word says that God breathed into man, the Chumash says that man became a speaking spirit. Why? That's the image of the Father. The Father is a speaking spirit in whom the word was so tangible he could send the word as a person. So when God spoke... (laughs) Whoa. God spoke the spirit of the word before he came in flesh is what went forth. And that manifested that the Holy Spirit brought forth the tangible. Then he came in flesh and while he walked on the earth, he demonstrated that whatever he said, he got. Be healed. I see. Ears open. Dead come forth. Weather, be still. Come on, are you hearing me? The flesh is still the Word. He's speaking the Word from within that flesh. He's still the Word. But in that Word, He went and He healed all who were sick and oppressed the devil. Why? For the same power was in Him being released through His words. Come on, give Jesus praise. Jesus himself said, Luke chapter 8, verse 11, the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Remember Isaiah 55 spoke about, so shall my word be like a seed going forth and the, and the rain, etc. It'll bring forth and bud. Now the word of God is seed. Now family of God, God values his word so highly because he understands that when he speaks, it's for purpose. It's for reason. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 1. The Lord said to me, you've seen well, I am ready to perform my word. I am ready to perform my word. That word ready to perform is the Hebrew shakat. It means quick and alert and active. In other words, I'm I'm constantly watching. Not like I put it out there and then if it doesn't work, call me and then I'll see what I can do. No, the very fact that he spoke, he's watching to make sure that it happens. He's always alert to it. You read it from the Amplified. It says, the Lord said to me, you've seen well, I am alert and active 
watching over my word to perform it. Watching over my word to perform it. Now, why would he be watching over his word? Because he said he sent his word for purpose. And that's Jesus manifesting in the flesh in order to pay the full price for your sin, to be raised from the dead so that you can receive him as your Lord and Savior, to remove every obstacle that would stop you walking in the full image that God created you to be like that very first Adam as a speaking spirit that if you took a word and spoke it, it would happen. But you're not God. You're not the one that can make the actual workings of it happen. That's still in the realm of the spirit. God has given himself that responsibility. But when he sends his word, it's for a reason. He sent his word to heal. So that word has been sent forth to heal. But now he's watching. Will it work? Is it going to go into action? The same way that woman with the issue of blood, she's walking around with that infirmity all the years, saw doctors and physicians and spent all her money, yet nothing was working. But when she saw the Word walking in flesh, she said, she said, see, if she didn't speak that day, nothing would have happened. I don't care how much, even if Jesus walked up to her and said, I want to heal you. If she never said it, it wouldn't have happened. He would have just walked straight through that crowd and she'd still be sick the next day. She looked at that and said, if I can get to him, if I can touch the hem of his garment, if I can just, I will be healed. And she pressed through the crowd. And the moment she touched him, what happened? Power flowed and Jesus stopped and looked and said, who did that? He wasn't even involved in it. He's the word walking in flesh, but hovering. It's not happening until somebody spoke. But the fact that she spoke, the father goes, that's what I was waiting for. I send my word. He's walking through the crowd to heal you but he's going to walk straight through if you don't say something. But I'm watching, I'm waiting, I'm ready. And a woman spoke and he said, yes, that's the reason I put my word in the earth. And when she connected with the word, it flowed and God made sure it happened. Personally made sure it would manifest. Why would he do that? Why wouldn't he personally oversee it? Look at Psalm 138 verse 2. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. God is his word. If God ever said anything, and it could be proved that he lied, creation would dissolve and disappear because it's all upheld by his word. He has to stay true to his word. It's the very life force of this universe. If he's found to be a liar, 
then maybe the tree was a lie. Maybe the cow was a lie. Maybe light was a lie. Everything's gone. God is so tuned in to the fact that he is word. And if anyone dares to believe what he said, he will personally oversee it. Because that's more important to him than his name. Why? His name only exists because of his word. When someone tells me your name, if I've met you and I know you, when they tell me your name, when they say Pastor Gary, I don't think P-A-S-T-O-R-G-A-R-Y. I don't think in letters. I think in pictures, images. Someone says Pastor Gary. And I don't just think of the flesh, the person. I don't just see the beard and the head. And what do I see? I see character behind him. What does he do? How does he love? Is he, if, if someone says, Pastor Gary said, can I take that as yes and amen? See, your word carries power. That very name of Jesus is upheld because Father said so. The word of his power. And God says he will personally oversee that. Family of God, he is watching over his word. If he sent his word to heal and someone calls on that healing, he dare not let that fail. He has to make it happen for everything else that he said to still be true. If anyone dares to believe that if my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, I'm going to dare stand on that. God will personally oversee it. If he said that he will deliver you from every destruction and you choose to believe that and say, God, you have declared, he says, I will personally oversee it. Family of God, His very Word is His power. The New Living Translation puts it this way. I will worship toward your holy temple. That's Psalm 138 verse 2. It says in the New Living, I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. See, Luke 16, 17, Jesus said, it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than one tittle of the law of God, the word of God. A tittle in the Hebrew, you know, they, they have letters and then they can have the same shape, but they just put a little in there and it changes the word. Every little, even in little dots and they're like little squiggles, they all mean something. Everything. Like in English, you would think you've got those, you know, those umlauts and things like that. And then also punctuation marks and whatever. But what, God, what Jesus is saying is that the word has been spoken. In other words, when God said the word in the Hebrew, even the little that he put in there was for a purpose. If I said it that way, that's what I meant. It's easier for this whole of creation, even heaven itself, it's easier that Everything dissolves and passes away. But I cannot change even the tittle. I can't change the smallest inflection. I cannot change. If I spoke it, it's in existence for eternity. 
Hallelujah. And God has given you that power and authority. Mark 11 verse 24, Jesus answered and said, Have faith in God. For assuredly, who's speaking here? Who's speaking here? Let me hear it. Who's speaking? Who's Jesus? The Word of God. This is Word Himself. This is what God sent His Word to accomplish. This is what He wants to happen. Remember, He sent His Word as He pleases. This is what His pleasure is. I assuredly, I say to you, whoever, can whoever's here put your hand up? Bump your name and say, look at that, I'm in the book. Amen. Whoever says to this mountain, whoever, whoever, ah, be removed, be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things, underline that, those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them. You will have them. Family, that's not some new age guru who made that up. That's not some, you know, other cult or whatever that people try and put on the word of faith. This is Jesus, the word himself speaking. I created you in my image as a speaking spirit, that when I speak, it happens, and I personally oversee it to make sure that it manifests. Now I'm putting that same authority in your mouth. I'm telling you that if you would dare to have that same faith in God, by faith we know the words were, this world was framed with the Word of God. That same faith, if you have that same faith of God, that's have faith in God, in the original, it's having God kind of faith. Faith the way God has it. What is God's faith? When I speak, it's done. Amen. Jesus saying, yeah, when you speak, it's done. Amen. Now, can you believe that? Yes. yes, you have the integrity of the power of God, which is His very Word. Come on, stand to your feet and give your Lord Jesus praise this morning. Come on, let's give Him praise. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say, Father, today I've heard the Word of God. That Word has brought faith to my heart. And I am a believer, not a doubter. As the hearer of your word, I'm also a doer. Your word is your power. And you sent that word to me. Jesus, the word of God, became flesh. And he dwelt amongst us. And he paid the price for me. That I can receive your creative power. Made me a speaking spirit. In your image, and the same word you sent has now been made flesh within me. I am now the flesh carrying the word of God. And just as Jesus said, when he spoke, it's done. The Father makes sure about it. The Holy Spirit carries it out. 
the same way He's placed that authority in me. As I speak, the same Holy Spirit goes to work within me, through me. And God accomplishes all that He sent His Word for. It succeeds because He sent it. He watches over it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. See, that's the key. It's His Word. This is where people miss it. They, they, they think that because you're speaking, you're telling God what to do. No, that would happen if I just decided, you know, okay, I want a cow over here. Cow B. Where's the cow? No. Did God want the cow there now? Are you with me? So, what do I do? I first go to the Word. What does God want? I hear from Him what He wants to happen. He sent His Word, not my Word. His Word. But when I take His Word and put that Word in my mouth, now the Word becomes flesh. The Word of God. And that's the Word He will make sure happens. Hallelujah. And that's the key of faith is find out from God's word what he's already said and then you manifest it in the flesh by speaking it. That's the word that God then, his creative force goes into power and brings it to pass. Hallelujah.